you put me through. You think I despise you. But in the end, I want to thank you. Because you made me that much stronger. Down podcast. We are here for a historic episode 10. We are now in the double digits. Uh, before we get into uh, everything today, I just want to give everybody a heads up in case you've not seen on Facebook within the 24 Down group. We are taking a vote right now uh, to name the new spinoff show, the follow up show. Uh, your, your choices are the back porch, open dorm extra innings, the comeback, 24 download, take two, four, and table talk. We're going to be ending this poll tomorrow night, uh, Saturday night. So if you're listening to this probably Saturday during the day and you haven't voted, go vote. If you're listening Sunday, sorry, vote's over. But anyway, so with that, I'm now going to uh, introduce everybody. We've got I've got Buddha back on here. He's going to be uh, one of our co-hosts for the day. Buddha, good to be back, man. Happy to be back. We've uh, also got Andrew Kindler, who is going to be heading up this new spinoff show, the follow-up show. Andrew, how's it going? What's up, everybody? And then we've got our uh, we've got our guest for this week, which is Colleen. Colleen, how's it going? Good. Excited. Even though we had like a rough first start trying to get this going. <laughs> hey, it happens. I mean, we're living in the age of technology, but that doesn't mean it's simple, right? And working with someone who is not the brightest crayon on the box and doesn't know anything about technology. <laughs> you said it, not us. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right, so we're going to start this uh, episode just like we start every everyone. Colleen, we're going to kind of turn the floor over to you. And we're going to let you give us a, uh, a little review or, or uh, just how your life has been, what's happened since your Valley Forge career. Okay. So since 24 down, um, or VFCC, um, and everyone, um, excuse me for dates too, I think we all say that. Um, and how I can try to pinpoint what happened is because my son was born in two, October 2009. So um, when I left Valley Forge, I think it was the spring semester of 2008. I did not finish um, that semester. And I think that was the semester Buddha was supposed to graduate. Can you guys hear this thunder behind me? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, and a couple of people were supposed to graduate in um, 2008. Um, and I left early. Um, and that, like I've heard you mention before, it was like you had a dark time too when you first left Valley Forge and then you came back and roomed with the uh, English twins. But that was a kind of a dark moment, um, start of my dark moment when I left um, Valley Forge because I didn't want to because of you guys. You guys know that. Like I was obsessed. I think my last year and a half there I didn't even go to classes my whole I just spent money on spending time with you guys <laughs> um but I did leave um and actually I remember that day that I left 
and we all do this like crazy circle thing when someone's about to like leave around a bonfire roll like being in a circle and say like one thing we remember about that person or good times at Valley Forge and we did that for me right before I left and I remember everyone being in a giant circle and everyone saying you know we miss you we're gonna miss you um but let's go around in a circle and say one good thing or something we remember kind of like what we're doing now um and it, of course it was all ball busting and everything and I wouldn't have it any other way um and obviously I live in New Jersey and it's without traffic it's like an hour and a half but with traffic Schuylkill all that it was about two hours away um and I remember driving home and it was like my soul was being sucked out of my body. Like, I think I had a pullover once or twice and I just lost it. I didn't want to leave, but I had to leave. Um, and that'll make sense as we get on because of my son and everything like that. Um, so I came home and um, it was probably around like, if I can remember correctly, April, May-ish. Um, and I moved in with my dad. And he had a place and it was kind of party city for me. I left the Christian college. Um, I grew up AG my whole life. I know everyone keeps hearing AG and it's just like different type of way. We were in church every Sunday, every Sunday night. And then Wednesdays was Royal Rangers and Missionettes. And that's pretty much like Boy Scout, Girl Scout, Christian style. And then my mom was on the praise and worship team. So she was every Friday night was uh, praise and worship practice. Um, and then Sunday. So, and then, um, everything else that little that the church did here, I'm sure we were there extra days. Um, and then, so I always wanted to go to Valley Forge, um, just because of the lifestyle that I was brought up in. And so I came home and was like freedom a little bit. Um, and I met Tyler's dad. So it was that summer after I left Valley Forge, not going to get too crazy, but I got crazy. Hence why Tyler happened. <laughs> um, but I think I was one of the first people to go. Um, because I believe all of you were there. Well, except for Buddha. Cause if he graduated in 2008, he graduated the semester I left. Um, but most of you were still there another year or two after I left. Um, so I got into a relationship that wasn't right. And as I get into this part, I'm going to watch what I say, because I don't know if my son is going to listen to this one day. So that's why I'm, you know, try not to um, bash his dad or whatever, because it's still his dad. But I got into a relationship that wasn't right, if that makes sense. Um, but I don't regret it, because then I wouldn't have Tyler. And he is, y'all know who's heard the story, my number one, like, he saved my life, honestly, still does every day. Um, so I got into a relationship that I shouldn't have gotten into. Um, and we got a place together, um, when I was like seven months pregnant and we lived together till Tyler was about two weeks before Tyler turned one. And in that year, it was really hard for me because I had just left you guys. And as you've heard in other podcasts, it was like no other, you besides sleeping, everyone and being boys and girls. So obviously I come from a different perspective. So I didn't have the same dorm as you guys. So for me, the only time I was away from you guys is when I went to bed. <laughs> um, so having that and eating dinner together every single crowd versus being in a very verbally abusive, controlling relationship and eating dinner with no one. Um, and what I mean is, you know, we, Tyler was born and we were eating dinner and it 
there was still someone sitting on the other couch, but it was still eating by myself, if that makes sense. It wasn't the right relationship coming from what I had just left. And it left me in a really dark place um, because deep down inside, coming from the AG background, I knew I wasn't where I was supposed to be. Um, I knew it was wrong, but in, you know, being young and whatever, I thought I loved him and, you know, blah, 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 Tyler happened. Um, but it, it was very lonely and I missed you guys and I didn't keep in contact with you guys as much as I wanted to because I did feel that shame in a way. Um, I don't regret it now, um, 10 years later, but it was just a very dark time um, in a very verbally abusive relationship and then when I got pregnant with Tyler I was actually really really sick on top of leaving you guys being in a situation that I knew I shouldn't have been in um, and then I'm really sick it's called hyperemesis and it's now every woman well not every I'm jealous of the women who don't go through morning sickness but there's morning sickness and then there's what I had which is hyperemesis and that is severe vomiting and for the first four months of my pregnancy, I was hospitalized in and out of the hospital, IVs. Um, and as you're pregnant, you can't take much, you know, because um, of the baby. So actually a couple of times because, not to get gross, but there were times I was just throwing up bile. And because of that, um, I lost a couple of my teeth. I would just wake up with holes in the middle of my teeth um, and they had to be pulled. So I'm actually missing a few teeth over here. Thank God they're in the back and nobody can see them. Um, so he just took everything from me and not in a bad way, but like I lost, like when I gave birth to Tyler, I was only 125 pounds. It, that's not like a normal weight. I just couldn't stop getting sick. Um, and right, probably like eight months into my pregnancy, I had to get a shot in the butt. Um, <laughs> and the reason why is they said, now I'm O negative blood type and they said we have to because of what I was going through you have to get a shot in the butt and um, when Tyler comes out if he has the same blood type as you you won't have to get another shot in the butt but if he doesn't have the same blood type as you you have to get another shot in the butt so you don't miscarriage any other pregnancy after that um, and then when Tyler was born he was I'm O negative so he was O positive that's still not matching so I had to get a shot in the butt. And how the doctor explained it was, do you ever take a battery and it's minus and plus? That's kind of what it was like. So like our bodies were like kind of fighting each other and not in like a bad way, but my body reacted as hyperemesis or just sick all the time. So on top of not being in a right relationship and being in the AG where you come from, you're not supposed to have sex till you're married. Like I had a whole vision. You know, it's not how I had envisioned that part of my life. And it was very lonely. But as soon as Tyler was born, like even when he was in my belly, there was like a connection, um, especially the first time I felt him kick because I was so sick. I thought like something was really, really wrong. So the first time he kicked me, I was like, yay, like, okay, we got this. You're there, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it has been me and him since day one. Um, so me and his dad lived together for a little bit after he was born. And it was rough, very rough. Um, I don't want to say too much, but very verbally abusive. Um, there was actually one night where, well, in his mind, he went to work. I was a mom. I'm not allowed to work. And I kind of get that. That's kind of like old school thinking, though. Like, I'm the man. You're the mom. You stay home, take care of the kid, cook, clean, all that. But knowing me, cooking, cleaning, staying home, being the housewife, you're out of your mind. <laughs> but that's kind of what it was. Um, 
And so that means I got up with Tyler um, every night. And I get that. And at first I did breastfeed, so I had to get up with Tyler. But I think Tyler was three or four months and baby's teeth and cutting teeth. You know, he had an upset belly. He actually didn't miss daddy. You know what I mean? You don't know. So I'm walking him back and forth. I fed him, I burped him, all that kind of stuff. And he's just still, you know, being a baby. Well, Tyler's dad comes out of the room and he was like, what are you doing to him? And that got my soul. Like, what do you mean? What am I doing to him? Like, he's crying. He's like, well, did you feed him? I'm like, yeah, duh. Obviously I fed him. And he's like, well, make him stop because I have work in the morning. That was another dark point. Um, I just felt so lonely and missed 24 down so much. Um, so obviously that relationship did not end. And Tyler has a stepmom and Tyler has a younger brother, um, two years younger than him. Um, so I had to move back home with my mom and Tyler was with me and I shared a room with my brother. So it was all three of us in the room in my brother's room. Um, but then, you know, life goes on and I got myself an apartment and I'm in the apartment now and I've been here 11 years, um, ups and downs all through, you know, obviously. Um, but it does bring me to right now and right now is this past year, which I have explained to you hat and I've actually talked to Matias over the phone and I'm grateful for him too. Um, just about the situation. Um, so long story short, last June, um, Tyler's dad moved to Las Vegas and of course custody, all that I've been to court in the past year and a half, probably 10 freaking times. And he doesn't pay child support still. And he just keeps getting slapped on the hands. So now because we're in court last September visitation. And of course, this is the part that really gets my heart because it's my baby. We've been through a lot since day one. Um, so at that last court hearing, and I think I believe it was last September, the judge ordered, and now Tyler's never been on a plane and he's never been away from me longer than a week. Um, the judge ordered for Tyler to go for one week in February, this past February. And then from there, this coming summer, um, he was supposed to go for an entire month this, this summer that we're at right now, but nobody, um, expected Corona hit. So at that point, um, I'm grateful to, at the same time, because the judge ordered that his dad had to play, pay for all plane tickets and his dad had to fly here to get him, fly him back to Las Vegas and fly him home. The child was not allowed on the plane by himself. So in one aspect, blessing for me, I don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> um, so it was probably six months in between and my prayers to God were at first, please do not let this child get on this plane, please. Like begging. Okay. Three weeks, um, to February, three weeks to where I know Tyler's going. Um, my prayers changed and they were, okay, God, I know he's going, please get him there safely and please bring this baby home to me safely. And I shit you not. Okay, this is R-rated, 24 downtime. I don't mind cursing. Like, I shit you not, and I cannot make this up. The day Tyler was supposed to go in February for that one week, he knows, and in this six months, at first Tyler didn't want to go. He was afraid whatever he bought him 
plane book and he's in counseling once a week. Um, with counselor, we tried to get him, okay, the plane's okay, you can do this, blah, blah, blah. We finally get him excited to go. He goes to school that day. I get a text message from his dad at noon. His bags are packed, everything, at noon that day, saying my flight to New Jersey from Las Vegas has been delayed. I may need you to drop him off at the airport. Now, he was supposed to come here to get him. And I'm going to say this because um, I, it's been a long time since I even went to Phoenix, so I have no idea how to get to the airport even last minute. Now, I have a car. It's a hoopty. No air conditioning, no defrost, no heat, whatever. It's on its last leg. I don't even know if my car is going to make it to Philly. So now I'm stressing, and I'm like, whatever. I call my parents. Thank God for my parents. They're like, we'll take you. Now it's probably an hour before Tyler gets off the bus, and his dad says, I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> like I can't come. And it was just like, I didn't even know how to feel at that point. Cause now I have to tell my kid an hour from now that when he gets off the bus, you're not going. And people warned me about the little girl that I was going to have. That was going to be just like me. Nobody warned me about the little boy I was going to have. That was going to be just like me. So I'm already dreading telling Tyler when he gets off the bus that he's not going. So I do that. And of course, he flips out, slams the door, locks the door, doesn't let me in. Let him have his moment. Um, and he doesn't go. That weekend, I didn't know how to feel because, and still small voice, uh, like you, and I think in a previous podcast hat, you said you're not a Bible pusher, but you still believe in God and you have your own ways. And that's me. I'm not a Bible pusher, but I still do believe in God. And God was saying, trust me. I've been telling you to trust me this whole time. And it's kind of like, God's a funny God, because I prayed to you for six months to stop it. And you're going to stop it the day he's supposed to get on the plane. I'm grateful. But like, seriously, that's, that's okay. Okay, God, fine. So April comes and there's no court order for April, but April is the next time that he has spring break for a week. And of course his dad is pushing, 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 pushing. So I contact the courts and I'm like, there's no court order. Do I have to let him go April, blah, 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 blah. They said, if we both agree on it, he could go for the week in April. Now, because Tyler's so disappointed, I was half going to send him. But then Corona happened. Schools get shut down. He can't go in April. Again, God's saying, you're going to trust me now. Stop stressing about this. You're going to stop me now. And another thing I can't make up is in, I don't have a job right now. So in March, um, I landed the best job. I was going to be a cafeteria worker in my son's school. I would have his same schedule, days off, everything. Perfect job. I would be able to get him on the bus, off the bus. The day I was supposed to start is the day that all schools got shut down in New Jersey. Seriously, again, real funny, God. <laughs> like, okay. So we get through the whole coronavirus quarantine. Um, we had his Chromebook at home. We had to go through all that. Me teaching my son, <laughs> that was something in itself. I don't even remember fourth grade math, let alone what I did three days ago, okay? So that was a struggle in itself, but we did it. We got through it. And it was actually, not that I want coronavirus to happen, but for once, it was a very peaceful Three months, Tyler was home, we were doing homeschool, and I didn't have to worry about him getting on that plane to Las Vegas. So June happens, and now I'm getting more nervous and nervous because the whole month, now he has to go for a whole month. 
And because of February, he's still never been on a plane. He never got that week out of his system. Um, so we're still in limbo. Um, so in July, um, his dad texted Tyler and he said, now this is July 7th. And he said, Oh, I came into money and I'm going to come get you in the next two, two weeks to three weeks. Um, and you're going to come now. He never discussed this with me. He just discussed it with Tyler. So now I'm kind of like freaking out. So I file for an emergency court hearing um, to modify the pre-existing court order that says he has to go for a month because that court order was issued before coronavirus. Who like Las Vegas is now a hotspot. Okay, we New Jersey was the hot spot in the, one of the hot spots in the beginning. So now Nevada, where he's supposed to go for an entire month, is now a hot spot. And whoever leaves from any hot spot, you have to self quarantine for 14 days. So I'm going to let my kid now go to Las Vegas for a month and then he has to self quarantine for 14 days. I feel like I have a fighting chance here when we go back to court. I don't think any judge in their right mind would say, oh no, he still has to go in the middle. I mean, schools were just canceled. We don't know, even know if schools are gonna open back up in September. Um, so still waiting on that. So uh, every day I go to my mailbox waiting for the court date. Um, but we are now, what, August 7th? We still don't have a court date. So I still feel like it's in my favor and God's in my ear saying, just trust me, trust me. You didn't even have to start wearing again. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I don't know if that judge is going to turn around and say this child still has to go even for a week. I don't see the judge doing that right now um, with the coronavirus, but who knows? I mean, I've been stressing about this for way too long. And I know eventually this baby, uh, he, he tells me, he yells at me for that. I'm not a baby anymore. This boy <laughs> um, is going to eventually have to go. Um, that's where it's going to break my heart. And I don't want to get emotional. told myself I wouldn't, so I'm not. Um, I know he's eventually going to have to go, and it will be another dark time in my life. I have, since Valley Forge, I have eat, slept, like he is my everything. I don't date. I don't do anything. And I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. I am happy with just me and him. I'm happy being his mom. It's the most important role I've ever had in my life. But the day I have to put him on that plane to Las Vegas is going to break my soul again. But I know that I have to let him be a big boy eventually told myself I wasn't going to cry, but I had the tissue box right next to me because I knew I was lying. <laughs> um, so as of right now, I'm not trying to get too worked up because as of right now, he's still home. He's here. Um, there's no court date saying when or what time, but I know eventually I'm going to have to let him go. And that is going to be the hardest. I thought leaving you guys in 24 down was hard. Damn. Having to put my, my little boy on a plane. Even if it's in the middle of the pandemic, it's a five and a half hour plane ride and he has to wear a mask. Like, are you kidding? Seriously? But there's no sense in stressing about it right now because, I mean, there is, but like, today is today, tomorrow is tomorrow. 
if that makes sense. God has been with me this entire time saying, are you going to trust me now? Are you going to trust me now? So that's where I'm at um, right now after Valley Forge in a nutshell. Um, ups and downs, but it hasn't been completely terrible. I got the best thing that has ever happened to me in the world. Um, and he's a spitting image of me. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, and I love him to death and we're happy. We have a roof over our heads. My car is ghetto as hell, but at least it's car. We're okay. So that's where I'm at. That's good. So there's a few things like I want to say, and I'm, I'm sure Buddha and, Vin, and uh, Andrew have their things they w- they'd like to say too as well. Um, I'm going to go the route of saying my more serious thing first and then lighten it up with something, you know, to lighten it up as well. But okay. um, the, the first thing I want to say to you is, is about like, you know, you talk about this whole journey and how along the way, like God is saying, like, you feel God is saying to you, like, trust, trust, you know? Right. And I do, I do agree with you. And, I, and I've told you this in, in our own conversations before about the situation that at some point he has to go like, you know, and it's, I know, um, I know it's something you're dreading and you're worried about, <sighs> but the same way that God had you in these other situations, like at the end of the day, like your son is going to remember how much you did for him. So no matter what happens, he will always remember that. And, and I just think that, I know it's really hard for you to do it, but like at some point, like you said, it's going to be out of your control and it's going to have to happen. And you just got to trust God through it. No matter how hard it is, you just got to trust God through it. So I, I, that's just my little bit of encouragement. And again, like I said, I'll let, I'll let Buddha and Andrew kind of okay. do, do their own thing. But the last thing I, I want to say based on your whole thing, and this is, I just want to lighten it up a little bit before, I mean, they might, they might bring some serious stuff too, but. It's um, okay. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask, cause you said you were, uh, you know, teaching, you're, you know, doing like, since COVID shut down the schools and stuff, you had to do teaching for him. Oh so my God. It was cool. Did you, did you learn anything at all? Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is not in my notes. I'm so happy you brought this up. So actually, yes. And it was funny because he had the best teacher in the world and it was when we all had a first we got introduced to Zoom. That's actually how I got introduced to Zoom. And it was fourth grade math. And we're on um, the Zoom meeting with this teacher. It's just me, Tyler's teacher, uh, and Tyler. And he was struggling in um, math areas. So she had like the whiteboard at home and she's going over the math problems. Now I'm listening too, because there is parts of the schooling where you do not all day teaching. You know what I mean? It is at home. So I'm listening intently too during the math part. So she's teaching Tyler and I'm actually starting to, she's writing it on the whiteboard and I'm actually starting to get it. And I'm taking notes too. And I said, hold on, Miss Langerhans. I said, can you repeat that? I said, so you mean, uh, you know how like, this is like fractions, how you do like parentheses first. And like, so I like kind of like, if you can picture this, raised my hand and said, oh wait, Miss Langerhans, wait what about this X and this? And then she explained it a little bit more to me. And I'm like, I finally understand it. And we had a really good laugh at that. So yeah, (laughs) I learned a lot. (laughs) 
So she, so your son's teacher gained a new student. Is basically she the, really did. <laughs> she didn't know she was going to have a 34-year-old student and <laughs> during quarantine, too. So, yeah, I did. I, I learned a lot. I was, I was taught, too. <laughs> nice. All right. And, uh, Andrew, you want to go? Yeah, I was going to say um, that's why I'm grateful that my kids are, were in kindergarten and first grade. Cause I at least know everything that they're dealing with right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, damn, why couldn't this happen in kindergarten? Yeah. I knew what he was doing. It was like color and animal. I was like, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Exactly. Um, yeah. But no, I want, I wanted to say that, um, I appreciate you opening up and sharing about, you know, what you're going through and where you are in life. Um, I think if anybody could say anything about you, they would say that you're loyal. And your son knows that, you know, your son knows that and that he will, um, he knows that you're going to be praying for him and supporting him. And, um, you know, I would, you know, as a parent, it would be, I can't imagine putting my kid on a plane to fly somewhere where I can't be there with him. Um, even though your son's older, you know, um, you know, but the thing, oh yeah, I I call my kid, I call my girls, you know, babies and Sky's like, I'm not a baby. You know, she's that's she, what Tyler does. He yeah. stomps his foot with his fist too. I'm yeah. not a baby. <laughs> I'm not a baby. Yeah. But um, but no, that's just where it comes down to where um, you know, that's the faith part of our walk with Christ is that's where your son is just as safe um not being with you as he is with you. You know, that's the part I gotta learn. Yeah, and it's yeah. gonna be okay. Yeah, and I think you know anyone who listened to my podcast knows why that you know I I really had to deal with that while I was deployed, um, because it was like you know God was like you you don't have to be with your family for them to be protected because I do that right. you know and so really right. I encourage you in that is is to remember that you know the the Lord will protect him you pray safety over him you know, and when that happens, let, let 24 down know, we'll all be praying for him and, and, you know, keep him in our prayers and stuff. But, um, yeah, but that's, that's where our, that's where like, it's your faith journey is being able to trust Lord in, in, in that, you know, so just hopefully that encourages you, but you're a great mother. I mean, we can all tell by Facebook how proud you are. Of oh your my God. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm upset. I'm like scrolling through Facebook. I'm like, Oh, here's another 40 pictures of a football game, <laughs> but it's because you're proud. And that's awesome. Right. I am very proud. Yeah. Yeah. Very. We can tell. So <laughs> thanks. Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Colleen, I, I like number one, what's up? I'm so hey. happy to get it here. Um, and I'm just loving just catching up with you, with everyone else on this podcast. Like we've all, we all knew each other for a while at, at Valley Forge. And then we all left as well. And just so many, like just different stories. And, but, but all of them are great because yes, we've all went through, you know, some, some hard times and you went through some really hard times and some dark times, but now you're here, you're still going. And even if yeah. even if you have hard times in front of you, I, I can't imagine sending one of my kids, you know, on, on a, on a plane like that, but especially during COVID, but just like the other guy said, uh, God's got him in his hands. And uh, I just want to say, I knew you at Valley Forge as a strong woman, and you're even stronger now. Uh, you don't realize it, but the things that you've been through have made you stronger because, hey, you're still kicking, you're still going. So so keep on getting stronger. And I forget about that too. Like I, I will admit, I thought I was a very strong woman back in Valley Forge, but there are times lately where I have to, like you said, I got to remind myself, I'm still strong, you know? 
Um, and having to send my baby on a plane proves that, you know? So yeah. I'm glad you said that too, because I still am strong. Yeah. So no. Hey, you're small too. You could probably fit in this luggage. <laughs> Listen, coming from a the first man on this planet. Hey, this is about ever, you, oh, not me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. To the first man ever on this planet to almost get eaten by a camel because he had a pop tart in his pocket. Yeah, you. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> I had a bunch of pop tarts. <laughs> you know, in my you pocket. were afraid. I was very afraid. They were huge. <laughs> so exactly. before before we get we're gonna we're gonna transition into the uh, question segment here in a minute. Okay. And, and lately on these podcasts, the questions segment slash story segment have kind of blended in together uh, yeah. to become one. And if that happens, that happens. If not, I know there's some stories you want to touch on, and we'll get to those. If we don't touch on them during the questions, we'll get to them after. Um, but one thing I want to say really quick before, before we get into the questions, um, I learned a very interesting fact about Colleen yesterday, and I don't know how many people know this fact, but learning this fact makes everything make so much more sense. So yes, Colleen was born on a Friday the 13th. So now, <laughs> yep. There should be no need for explanation for anything else. Of any sort. It explains it all. So that I, just, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's go, let's go into the questions. Um, Buddha and I are both going to kind of rapid fire these questions, and we'll let Andrew uh, chime in with his you know, yeah, responses absolutely. and stuff as we go. We'll just kind of do it naturally. Can I do one disclaimer first? No. Please? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. go ahead. Okay. So anyone who's watching this on YouTube, if you see me moving a lot and whatever is before this even started, uh, we had tornado warning. So I had to be like, hold up, hat. I got to run downstairs. There's a tornado warning. And then my laptop wasn't working. We spent almost like half hour trying to get the laptop. So now I'm doing this over my phone. So if you ever see me pull it close to my face, because I can't hear them correctly. So I'm trying to listen to what you guys are saying. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So the... Okay. The first question, and now I asked Junior. I asked Junior this on his podcast, or and I don't think he actually gave me the full answer. So, like here in Michigan, we call ourselves Michiganders. What is, is Jersey a Jerseyan? Is that what they call you? Okay, okay. So technically, yeah, but I'm Dirty Jers. There okay. are some people called Dirty Jers, but Jerseyans, yes. Okay. Well, either way. So this question comes from a fellow Jerseyan then. Um, okay. It, com it comes from Matt Baldwin and he wants to know why are you so loud? Again, I love that you made the disclaimer at first. Um, well, one, I was born on Friday 13th. Two, I get it from my mama. Like, um, and I was born that way. Literally. I think I came out loud, honestly. And I don't even mean I um, mean to do it. I just, I don't even know I do it half the time. I'm just, um, loud. <laughs> um, and even Tyler, like at his football games, I cannot help it. I cannot. And if you've ever seen any of Tyler's football videos that I post online, I'm screaming. And I mean, screaming. And he gets mad at me. Like on the football field, he'll turn around and he'll do the zip it sign. <laughs> he'll be like, zip it, mom. I can hear you. Um, and the one thing he hates is baby. And I've tried to not say, go baby, go baby. And try to be like, go Tyler, go. 
So last weekend he was playing and I did, I, I remembered and I told myself right before, cause I, you know, certain plays. So I knew Tyler was going to get the ball. And I'm like, just say Tyler and don't be loud. Nope. Didn't happen. As soon as he's got the ball, I was like, ah! <laughs> like I was loud. Um, which brings me to, cause like you said, some of the questions lead into other things and I have things written down. So why are um, Matt Bowen's, why are you so loud? Um, and what, James Majeski said on his podcast about I'm walking down the hall. Okay. So at this point, I was living in Wells Up. And Wells Up, the only thing separating 24 Down and Wells Up was the mailroom. Do you remember that? There was like a road, you know, you connected to the mailroom and like whatever. So, and we could have been going to Wawa. And I remember correctly, if I do, I think Andrew was there too. And it was like spring semester and we all know there's no air conditioning. So all the windows are open. Um, so you can hear my big ass mouth and they're all I think there was like three different cars I do not remember who was all there where we were going um but again I am prima donna tomboy at the same time so my makeup whatever I always take long so they're all getting frustrated so I don't know who calls me and not only can they hear me on the cell phone but all the windows are open and I'm literally shutting my door answering the phone they're like where are you and I'm like I'm walking down the hall and they're all dying because not only did they hear me on the phone but you could hear me inside still when the windows are upstairs so um yeah i born like that man i cannot help it <laughs> all right so so we do have um a question from tom and it's a two-parter but i'm going to save the second part for uh after you finish the first part okay. do you still sing he wants to know if you still sing Ooh, and that kind of ties into phil anderson's question so I'm not going to get too much into that, but um, I try. It's not like it was back in Valley Forge. Um, there was a time where I went to um, a church down the street, and actually we were, me and Tyler were the only white people there, and I loved it. I was part of the praise and worship, the only white girl up there, and I was singing for a little bit. Um, but I got my job at ShopRite, and not that this is a reason why you don't go to church, but um, it was mandatory for us to work some days, got a dollar more. So that's like a big money day um, as a single mom. So I stopped going to that church. That was probably three or four years. Either, other than singing my house, and I miss it terribly. But I'm going to leave it at that because someone else is going to get into a question that I want to get deeper into. Sure, absolutely. I remember seeing you in in the big choir. Were you in the con mm -hmm. concert choir as well, or just it was the big choir? Yes, um, choir and choir, um, and the choir. I was actually with Aunt wife and we were in like two weeks, like crazy. I've done a lot in music in my life, so even though I'm not in it. Right now, I mean, I've tried out for American Idol, The Voice, like, I've been to Italy, I've been to Ohio and Virginia, and, you know, I I've done a lot, actually, in singing, so it is sad, but, like, shit happens, life goes on, but no, I'm not singing like I would like to. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Uh, the second part of the question was, uh, what was it like to break the sound barrier? <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. I don't understand. That's from Tom. 
I guess it's another. Does that mean is that just um, him bashing me because I'm loud, or did I actually Absol- break a sound barrier? No, it's absolutely him bashing you for being loud. Okay. <laughs> Probably every question will end with why are I you know. so loud? Yeah. That's- yeah. <laughs> well, I did break the sound barrier. I'm sorry. <laughs> several times. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this next question, apparently I'm getting all the Jerseyans, which I've learned is the, is the proper lingo. So this is another two-parter, and this comes from James. His first question is great. He says, he wants to know if you, if you could live in 24 down, who would you want a room with? Oh, my gosh. Love that question. And you know what? I really put thought into this, like, um, podcast so he must have messaged you secretively because I didn't have time to even think about this so um, this is something I wanted to touch on earlier too is yes my loudness and yes I got mad whatever but I had a passion for 24 down like if you cross us whatever I couldn't help it I just got you know and there were parts that well okay I'm a girl and obviously whatever so it's different from you guys living on the floor but there were times where I would get mad if you didn't invite me to Lava because I just want it to be around you guys. And I was jealous of the times where you guys were rooming together and there was so much more fun stuff going on behind the scenes. But after I started listening to the podcast and actually hearing what actually went down in 24 Down, of people pooping on the floor, you guys just being naked the whole time, all this, all this stuff, I'm like, actually... I'm not so jealous anymore. Like, never mind. You guys can have that moment. It was very funny to listen to. Um, but if I could, ooh, I don't know. James Majeski. Okay, so you know what? So room 117 was the big room where you could fit um, more people, and it was closest to the end where the um, door was to that little tiny sitting area. Does that make sense? Is that the big room, room 117? But do you remember in that, that um, sitting area, there was a door to a place. It was still connected to 24 Down, and that was where the RAs first were. Do you remember that door? Am I making sense? When it went into in, that apartment, didn't it? Yeah. Well, when you first came into that lobby, there was a door there. Because I remember in the beginning, we had to be quiet because someone lived there. That's where I would actually choose to live, so I'd kind of be separate off the floor away from you guys but still be close enough to still be considered on the floor if that makes sense because i don't think i could choose if literally I, if i had a chance if if it was my way it would just be this big open place and everyone have their bunk beds and everyone just be together does that make sense too if i remember correctly so that that door you're talking about was part of the apartment but i think there was a portion of time where the ARA lived there yeah. and yeah. I don't remember if that was was that Donovan maybe I don't remember but there was know. there was a period of time where the ARA was in the quote-unquote apartment but he was in that room and so that was the access to it he was connected so I'm gonna leave it at that separate right. room but still connected <laughs> <laughs> the uh the other question from James is he wants to know if you have ever been asked to use your inside voice outside. <laughs> All the time. All the time. <laughs> Even when I'm at my son's football games, I'm sure I still hear that inside and we're outside. <laughs> <laughs> so 
the next question, Andrew, do you remember your question or do you want me to go ahead and read it? Yeah, I remember it. All right. So Andrew, this one's from Andrew, so we'll let him ask it. Okay. Yeah, I thought, um, do you still collect Coca-Cola stuff? Ooh, yes. Um, and just because of all the issues that I had in the beginning trying to even get this thing going, I don't even know if there is a button that I could like switch the screen around, but my kitchen is facing me. Um, so I don't have everything that I used to have, but I have quite a bit of the Coca-Cola stuff. So my kitchen is all um, Coca-Cola. I painted the doors black and red for the Coca-Cola. I have all my old Coca-Cola bottles up top on the cabinets. My toaster's red. Like all the accents are red to match the Coca-Cola. Um, I haven't collected um, any Coca-Cola stuff in a while, but I still do have majority of it. Nice. Yeah, I remember you loved Coca-Cola, and then for your birthday, the one year, we had a Coca-Cola cake. Is Was that at Valley Forge, yeah. or was that at my house? No, okay, it was so at Valley that, Forge. Your friend brought it. Um, oh, it was at one of the dinner tables. Yeah. Like yep. in the, yes, yeah. yes. She actually handmade that. That was Christy. Oh, my gosh. I remember, and this is how I feel oldest, because I can't remember half of everybody's last name. And it's going to kill me. But her name was Christy. That's who made the cake. But yeah, I still have a majority of my Eagle stuff. I mean, Eagles. Ha! Now I moved on to Eagles. You should see my house with Eagles. Um, but I have most of my Coca-Cola stuff. Haven't collected any in a while. But I have it. It's on display. <laughs> That's awesome. So we have a couple questions from Wolfie. And he says, what was your favorite activity that we did as a 24 Down family? Okay, so... And I know that everyone's heard this a lot. I cannot pinpoint one activity. So it was more of all the um, intramural um, sports. So everyone talks about the field right in front of 24 down. It could have been us playing soccer altogether. It could have been football. It could have been, and I think it's called ultimate Frisbee. Do you guys remember when we would have like 25 people deep just playing ultimate Frisbee? I think that's what it was called. Um, and actually, I'm glad that you asked this question, Buddha, because do you remember? And I think you thought you actually hurt me. Remember when I went up in the hospital? <laughs> do so, you vaguely remember uh, that? Vaguely. Tell the story. Okay. I would love to hear okay, it. Okay. So it was at night and we were all playing soccer in that front field and me and you collided. Well, you know, even though I like to do my makeup, but I was a tomboy too. And I went full first, full force. And we did collide and nothing happened at that moment. And later that night, um, I was supposed to, well, I was going home with Helene. Everybody remember Helene? And if me and her were ever in the same room and if someone said Helene or Colleen, we both said, yeah. <laughs> um, but that next morning when I woke up at her house, I just did not feel good. And then I just fell off and we came back and do you remember the apartment towards the end that Carrie and Raven had um, close to 24 down. But I was in, I was in there and I wasn't feeling good. And I was laying on the couch and Carrie came out. She's like, you're all right. And I'm just like, something's off. Don't feel good. Got taken to the hospital. Um, and I wound up getting admitted to ICU for an entire week. Okay. Because they said I had um, holes in my esophagus. Well, when you heard that and I didn't come home for a week, you were just like, oh, my God, it's because of me. I heard her. And um, I was like, because there was one time in ICU um, 
that a bunch, and this is how 24 Down was, a bunch of you, I cannot remember who, um, there was at least five to six people in ICU. And you know, ICU, you're not allowed to have visitors, but this is how 24 Down did. They were there forever. Helene was there, bought Play-Doh, all kinds of crazy stuff from the dollar store. And, um, you know, like the, uh, where you eat your lunch, those trays that go over you in the hospital. So we were all doing like Play-Doh stuff and we're not, we're doing inappropriate Play-Doh stuff. Like I'm not trying to, you can imagine. And the nurse comes in and she had to either check my temperature or whatever. And we had the curtains, um, pull just because you know we're freaking loud I'm loud and she she laughs when she sees what all the little things that we're building out of Play-Doh and she goes I'll come back later she's like just keep your voices down um but no you did not hurt me that was a fluke random thing still don't know why tiny microscopic holes were in my esophagus um but those things like soccer um any kind of activity in front of Tony for down even if it was just sitting and talking that had to be my favorite thing. Obviously, even the cafeteria too, but that's been brought up before. Yeah, those nights were the greatest. Uh, I remember them, especially especially my first and second year, especially my first year. I remember being out there for a long time. Uh, yeah. Ultimate Frisbee was the greatest. It was yes. humid some nights and we would be sweating, but we would just be going at it. And those were the nights of like 11 o'clock cur- curfew or one o'clock. I don't remember when what it was. Do you remember what it was? Was it one o'clock? I do. And I'm going to get into that after the questions of how my Valley Forge first started. But our first year, because you were there in 2004 with me, it wasn't 24 down yet. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, but you know what I mean, what it we're talking about. Um, so my first year there, um, there was curfew and the doors got locked. Yeah. But when 2005, they stopped locking the doors and there wasn't, I do not believe there was curfew anymore, but there was a curfew and it was like 11 something and doors got locked you you know your card that you had to swipe for chapel mm-hmm. that's how you were able to get in with your door uh to your dorm was your card mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i remember that first year I was, we were so glad that the curfew was gone and yes. we could stay out there for a long time and those those were great and that field was uh, also very bumpy and i'm glad with no mm-hmm. one really really got hurt i mean you got hurt <laughs> but, but um, it wasn't because of that yeah 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 but that that that's some, those are some great memories. He has another one here uh, from Wolfie. Uh, if you could slap one person from VFCC back in the day, who would it be? So when I first read this question, <clears throat> I was skimming over. You know what I mean. So in my mind, I read it. If you could slap one person in twenty four down, <laughs> who would it be? And I'm like, I couldn't. I couldn't think. I'm like, you know what? As when I thought it was twenty four down, I was like, I'd slap all of you. I can't pick one person. But then I reread it today when I was trying to get serious and writing things down. Um, when you take it out of just 24 down and VFCC, um, there's somebody, but I'm not going to mention names because I'm going to get into, and I think after you hear other things later, you might like understand who, but slapping someone's fighting words, and you know, we're all adults now, but there, I may have slapped one or two people, but we just keep it like that. But if it came down to 24 down, I'm slapping y'all. <laughs> uh, the, the, the slaps, would it be for people that were receiving a paycheck from Valley Forge or students? Okay, so I don't understand that question. So would it be like uh, an RA, an RD, <laughs> President Meyer? Uh, oh, okay. So for people of VFCC, it might have been an RA or two. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I got it. All right. I got a question from Big Daddy for you, from Rick. Um, his is a two-parter. The first part, you hit on a, a little bit just with uh, football, but how's the sports season with, with your son going? So I'm actually glad he asked that question because, you know, I've talked a little bit about his football. <clears throat> so this weekend is our last weekend with football. And last now, he's been playing football for like three years. Um, and he's been on some good teams. One of the coaches, um, when he actually played tackle, was Quentin Michaels from a retired Eagles player. So you already knew I was happy as pie for his coach to be an ex-Eagles player. Um, and we've had teams where – they never won a game or whatever, but the team he's on now, um, one of the first games we won 48 nothing, and last week they won 60 nothing. Spanked them. Okay. So this Sunday is his championship um, football game. So I don't know if you got, well, obviously you guys do know because you're boys, but like a um, basketball bracket, how they do that, like March Madness, that's kind of how it's going to be on Sunday. So play one game if you win that game you go to the second game if you win that game you go to the third game which is the championship um last year they did not win a game and so we go into the championship that the day of the three games thinking okay we're leaving after the first game they haven't won a game you know these mother evers won the first game not only did they win the first game but they won the second game we didn't pack lunch we didn't we thought we were going home <coughs> So they make it to the third round, which is the championship round, and they lost by a touchdown. So to go from not winning a game to make it to the championship, so it was really sad to watch because it's not about trophies, but we are human, uh, and the trophies are displayed in front of everyone. So to watch those little boys um, who are not grown men yet walk by them trophies going from cloud nine to walking by the trophies and not getting one, um, it broke my heart, but I really do think they have a good chance this Sunday of maybe going all the way. I mean, 60 nothing. I mean, that's pretty good. But I've also told Tyler that it could go either way. Look what happened um, last season where you didn't win a game, but you still made it to the championship. Even though you're a good team, there's three games. Anything can happen, not about the trophy. But, you know, still be on your game, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's going good. So, and championship game is Sunday, so keep you posted. You'll see the videos and me screaming, all that. So you'll find it all out on Facebook. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll be cheering for him on Sunday. You can I also know. bring like a 24 down sign, you know, to, Listen, I, to let I him know we're all going to be cheering for him. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had all of you there screaming for him with me. <laughs> all right. And then uh, the second part of Rick's question was, what's your favorite Big Daddy memory? Okay. So my favorite Big Daddy memory is, going to be not like the normal of just like a wrestling down video and this plays into the part about me being loud so that field <clears throat> right in front of um 24 down we were talking about playing all the sports can't remember who was all outside um but obviously me and big daddy and everyone's around and something happened to wherever to where me and him both laughed at the same time and someone made a comment saying i don't know who's loud or you or big daddy <laughs> um and so i think they made us like really laugh again but I can't do it on the spot it just happens naturally you can ask big daddy and he can do it so I'm sure he won but there was a moment where you guys all were like dude Colleen you might have competition I don't know who's louder you or big daddy <laughs> 
So that is a moment that I will always remember about Big Daddy. But if you ever put us together in a competition, he definitely would beat me just because he just has that natural, just loud voice. So do I, but he would definitely beat me. And I think he did that day too. That's funny. I think that Colleen's in denial right now. <laughs> so. no i think he did beat me all right so this uh this next question um comes from phil anderson the uh the flag burner and before i before i get into this question here i want to say something really quick so I, I call phil and alex the flag burners on here multiple occasions and i've hinted at the fact that there's going to be a episode dedicated to the whole flag saga and everything like that I was actually just talking to Phil yesterday. This is another little like preview for an upcoming episode. Uh, Phil is going to come on here at some point soon. Um, For those of you that didn't get a chance to meet Alex and get to know Phil and stuff like that, this episode I really, really think is going to be a redemption episode. Because when you hear their side of the story and when you hear their intent of the story and when you hear things that happen on their end and there's just there's so much to unpack and I'm really looking forward to it because I know there's some people that didn't get that opportunity to meet them and this will be a great opportunity to hear a different side of things if I could go back in time probably still would have marched up to uh, I think it was Todd's uh, door and probably would have still been cussing them out but other than that I think I would have like eased up a little bit but anyway that's just a little tea. So the question from Phil, he's, he's got two, uh, and I'll just ask them both, and you can answer them together. Okay. He, he wanted to know what your major was and what your favorite class or professor was. Okay. So before we get into Phil's questions, um, I want to start it off as this, because obviously everybody was mad about the flag burning and everything like that, but I think it wasn't like the flag itself. It was more like, if you gave us a chance, we would accept you anyway. There's just animosity. So I never knew what they look like. So the second Zoom call, I must have said something about the flag. And all of you guys are dying laughing because you're like, um, actually, that's Phil. He was on the Zoom call, and he's like, he's one of the flag burners. And, of course, it was another busting my balls moment. And we were all laughing. And then I don't remember exactly what I said. But I said, I made him repeat after me, I love 24 Down, and he did. So right there in my book, you redeemed yourself. Um, Also, on this topic, so I don't know if you all know, um, when the flag happened, obviously it was right around 300. We'll talk about that later. But um, I had called my mom. I was so mad, and I was just flipping out about the flag burning. You know, just everybody was, you know. Well, she called freaking Dr. Mortensen. And I was in Dr. Mortensen's office a lot for other things. So he's sitting me down, but he also went on um, the uh, Italy trip with the um, concert choir. So I did know him a little bit just from that. Um, And he's like, kind of like sat me down, like, here we are again. He's like, what's your problem? And at this point, it was towards my end of the semester where I was, I always wanted to go to VFCC, but I was just feeling like the rules and regulations. So I brought up a lot in that conversation and I let him have it. You guys can imagine. I'm like, they burned our flag. Da, 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 da. You let, you know, this person did this two years ago and you expelled that person and they were only coming to you because they were admitting what they did two years ago because, you know, they felt bad, whatever. And I'm like, you guys are just going to let us or let them burn the flag. So I was in the office with Dr. Mortensen 
complaining about this whole friggin' flag thing. But I do have to say, you know, years later down the road, didn't even know what he looked like and on the Zoom thing. So you're a-okay in my book. It's in the past, Phil, and shit happens. So to your first question, what was my major? And this is where I made boot. I didn't want to get into too much to Tom's question. is because it was um, voice, music, performance. I was in the choirs. Um, my major was music. Um, and like I said, I got into it a little bit. I freaking miss it. I mean, even down to, I sang the national anthem at a lot of the basketball games. I miss that so much. Um, Coach Mack sometimes would actually call me if someone canceled last minute and be like, hey, you around? Can you sing? I sang the national anthem in my high school too for the basketball games. Not all of them, but so even to drag that over to the Christian college, like I miss singing it, the national anthem at the basketball games. I miss singing in the choirs. Um, I do a lot. I've, like I said, I've done a lot in music, so I can't be like too disappointed because I've done things that some people have never done. No, I'm not the next Beyonce, but I do miss it. And I did 100% go to that college for music. Did I know I was going to meet you guys too? No, but it was, it was definitely music. Um, and I do, I do miss it. I sang all the time. So uh, Junior has a couple of uh, really cool questions for you. The first one is this, and uh, you may have to think about this a little bit, but um, please rank the individual Brazilian twins and English twins by best looking from first to fourth place. And he says starting with Oberio Jr. in first place, but uh, you can put him in first if you want or last. It's up to you. First through fourth. I'm not rating any of them because I love them all the same. Um, but I will get to this in 24 hours happened. Um, I couldn't tell Francis apart from Yugi, and I couldn't tell Mikey from Junior at first. So there was times where I'd be next to either Junior or Mikey, and you no, know, I'm Mikey or I'm Junior. Francis and um, Yugi did the same thing at the beginning, but she didn't buy could close your eyes just by their voices you could tell who it is and now no mistake of blue but i am not ranking any of you i love you all the same jerk <laughs> i'm not answering that question hey can i throw something in here i'll just say this the english twins have the hair but the brazilian twins have the body <laughs> oh my god so you there you go andrew answered that question for me i would choose junior myself but you know we're not we're no one asked me um but <laughs> Uh, when he has another one, when you are mad, does your hair get redder than your face? Oh my gosh. So I told like, obviously like junior said in his podcast, we are on national TV. So you better believe I dyed my hair last night. You're not seeing my gray hair. I was telling that to um, Josh. So I normally dye my hair red. So technically my face matches my hair. <laughs> so technically, yes, <laughs> it does. Awesome. And lastly, this is a little along the way of uh, one question we asked already from Wolfie, but uh, what did you love most about the 24 Down family? Yeah, kind of the same thing. Like, um, actually, I wrote down the diversity, actually, um, because there's a lot of people that say, you know, when you think about it, we came from all different states, all different nationalities. Like, it's like misfit toys. <laughs> like, but it, the way that we loved each other was just crazy. So obviously the cafeteria and 
the grass in front of 24 down and just everybody being together again you cannot pinpoint that because honestly if you think about it and most people say i can't explain it the reason why you can't explain it is because it was god god we were meant to be there every single person that was there no matter what where you came from whatever we were meant to be there and that's why it worked so there is no set anything to do with 24 down i was there I wanted to be a part of it. It could just be sitting down eating. It could be freaking playing soccer or whatever. Going to Wawa. Um, I, all of it. <laughs> all of it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and it kind of brings me back to what I said in my um, episode way back when that I was going to Valley Forge. And uh, when I was first going there, I was praying for a friend. And I got like 50 or 60. It, it's just amazing. Yeah what what god did and brought us so close together and there was no other floor that was like a movement like our floor like right they, i think it was like either four down or four up tried to be something with miles and this other guy that was there and then uh 24 up tried to be something but we were the thing and i don't think yeah. anyone anyone you know topped us i don't know what they're no. doing there now but um i, I think we're we're kind of legend right now yeah we've always been legend buddha <laughs> so with with that that's pretty much all of the questions questions so now uh before we before we sign off for the night i know there's there's some different stories that you want to get into some different topics um i'll start you off and, and okay. I'll, I'll let you go um you know i've got i've got some stuff written down here that i know you want to get into but uh the one thing that like has really stood out to me through those questions is how how much 24 down means to you and i know it meant so much to you that you went and got a tattoo of it and you were actually the first person to i was actually the first person ever to get it on the <laughs> um, and it's great about that moment too actually this is one question i wanted to ask who else got it i know you did but um when I got it, so when I go to Forge, um, even in the beginning, you didn't have to like write down on a piece of paper how many tattoos you had, but you had to like, it was like known you had to tell your RA when, how many tattoos you had. And I think I told my RA that I had maybe one or two more than I actually did because I knew I was going to get more. Didn't know it was going to be the 24 down tattoo. Um, so I do go and it had to be um, a tattoo parlor around Valley Forge because obviously we're not going to drive whatever. But when I went to go to this tattoo, again, everyone, brain, everyone else had either five, seven, or four members that went with me, and they were in the room with me getting this tattoo. So I don't have the typical, like, 24-down tattoo, like, in the back of your podcast. Mine is a heart with angel wings, and then underneath the angel wing, and it's on my shoulder, um, it says two, four down. Now, because I was at the college, I got two, four down really tiny because I guess there was a little part of me afraid of getting in trouble so like if they saw it I was going to be like oh I already had this tattoo you know you have to get really close to see the 24 down but now after it's been like what 12 13 years it has faded and you have to get really close to actually see the 24 down and if I there's actually a couple tattoos like I want to get Tyler's footprint too there's another tattoo in my life coming but I would like to get the 24 down touched up but the only reason why I have it so small is because I was still at college and even though all of them people were in the room with me now, I got called down in the office so much, I could paper my wall with all the fines, okay? Never got called down to the office with step five to seven people in there 
ever for this tattoo. And most of the times we did something, somebody ratted us out. I still can't believe till this day, nobody ratted me out for this dang tattoo. But yeah, I, I am the first person to ever get the tattoo. I think you are the second, Josh. I know Andrew has one, and I think maybe one of the English twins has one. But who else has the 24 down tattoo? I got um, I to gotta get one, guys. I got to so get one. I, so Francis has one. Um, I'm trying to remember if Gene got one while I was living with him or not. I can't remember. Um, D-Shat's thinking about getting one. Um, well, D-Shat needs to get it. <laughs> so we, well, they the, kind of have that brother one. That yes. Ad, Adelph- we yeah. have the, a bunch of us have the Adelphos one, too. Um, but... Yeah, 24 down, Colleen. If I remember correctly, it's you and me, Francis. Uh, I don't know. Does Tom have one? No, Tom got. No, that's Andrew's... why I named you guys, because I think we're the only ones so far. Right, right. Well, anyway, it's very interesting. If you've got a 24 down tattoo, send us a message so we can see it. Yeah. <laughs> And everybody listening right now, go get a 24 down tattoo. Yeah, go yeah, go get your 24 down tattoo.com. All right. So so another another thing, and I don't want to go out of order. So you if you want to just no, go, go your own way, go your own way, like go your own way. But so earlier you were talking about this is something that I kind of want to hear. Um, earlier you were talking about 300 and the night of 300. And so I want to hear from you again because it's been a while since like I, I remember bits and pieces what happened that night okay so and it's good that you asked that because that's part of one of my questions that I want to talk about and in the beginning of this I was writing stuff down and I never wanted to be like choppy whatever I was trying to make the questions go into my questions and so okay 300 is talked about um and I believe because this was right around the time, and I believe it was fall semester, because when we went to the movie theater to see it, I believe there was still snow on the ground, so that had to be fall semester. It was, um, it was, it was spring semester, but it was March 9th. March 9th. Okay, and so there was still probably snow on the ground. Um, and that does make sense, because um, I believe I left that semester, spring semester, I said in the beginning. Um, and I do believe it was 2008. So it was probably the beginning of spring semester. Um, and of course, car loads, butt loads, okay, all of us. And of course, it spread around campus quick. Um, and Andrew wanted to go. And I believe that Andrew wanted to go so bad, but he was so conflicted that he, I believe, now I could be wrong, he even made it to the car. But he was just like, I can't do it. I well, can't I do couldn't because I was the RA. So I knew that if I went, I'd get in big trouble. So right. I, I do believe that you at least you wanted to go so bad that you at least made it to somebody's car. And then you were like, no, dude, dude, I can't do it. I can't do it. And nobody hated you for that. We all understood. So we get to the movie theater. Okay. And of course, my big mouth. And there's been lots of moments in my time where I flipped out and got mad and whatever. We all know this, but it was only because I felt so passionately about 24 down. And like some of these people who told on us were actually part of, if you want to consider them 24 down, they would do things with us. They would sit at our table. They would, you know, so it was even like, like kind of like, are you serious right now that you are ratting on us? So we go into the movie theater and I'm not going to name names. 
but there was people there. Um, and as we, and because before we left campus, I believe that certain people knew that this was what was happening. So as we walked through the movie theater, out of the corner of my eye, I see people writing names down, literally with a freaking notebook and a pen. I remember it clear as day, okay? Writing each and every single name down who walked through that door. And of course, Colin gets pissed. And as loud as I could, I turn around, I'm like, you're effing B. <laughs> and, uh, and then it was just that, no confrontation, just had to let that person know, you're a B for that. Like, seriously? So we all go in and we watch 300. Um, and obviously flag burning happened after that. Now you guys previously stated because of Mark Telesha, you guys don't think that you guys got fined. Now, because I'm a female, I had a different um, RA. And I believe at that time it was Amy Miller, and we're gonna get into Amy Miller, but me and Amy Miller never hit it off, even down to the first time, which I'll talk about. Um, <clears throat> I think I got fined for both. Not only did I get fined for seeing 300, but I also got fined for cussing somebody out, if I can remember correctly. So it was like a couple days after, maybe the day after, I don't remember, but it, I think that she was just so tired of calling me in her office. Like it was at the end of a chapel and she pulls me to the side towards the back of the chapel and she puts two chairs down. I don't know if she was trying to seem sympathetic, but we were talking about the whole thing. And of course I like flipped out. I'm like, how do you even say that? Like, obviously we did wrong, so an art movie, but was it really that big of a deal where you have to put me on display when everyone's leaving chapel? You know what I mean? So that pissed me off too. But um, I believe I got fined for both things, seeing 300 and cussing somebody out. <laughs> so that's kind of my story of 300. I, I want to I know something because I, I wish I was there that night because a couple weeks later, I went to go see it in Yonkers and I wish I went to see it with you guys. Um, but, I, yo, listen, I, I don't really care. I want to know who was writing those names. I want to know who told on you guys. I really want to know. So I, I will say this, like I, I, it was, it was somebody that was in our, in our circle now. In our no, circle or on our floor? No, in our circle. Circle. Okay. okay. It, it was a female. If it was a female, I can kind of, I'm not. It okay was a female. It, but if it, you know, it was a, if it was a guy, I would be really, really upset. Not, not, you know. I think if I remember correctly, there was two of them. Um, one of the two, of but them, there was only one person writing down the names. Right. That it's probably other Badwin. Person... It's probably Badwin. He had <laughs> one of the. If I remember the names correctly, one of the two of them I'm so cool with today, and the other one I have. Same. Seen, I was so cool with that other. Oh, I don't know who you're talking about, but I was so cool with the other person. She was so cool. I think she just went along with the the joyride of it. She yes. kind of was just standing there. She didn't actually write names down, but there yes. was this one person that names down. I don't know. Wait, if I want to you know what? Name. I don't care. I'll I'll name a name. I'll name the one name that like I don't care to name because I think this is the one that was writing things down, and it was. Allie. You did was it Allie? Yep, it was yeah. Allie. Yeah. Yep. I remember. I kind of remember that now. I remember hearing about that, and then maybe after that we kind of stopped hanging out with her. I don't know if we did or not, yeah. but I remember she started dating the, the ugly guy from four down or something <laughs> like that. Baldy. I can't remember his name. 
So like, like Colleen's not exaggerating, no joke. Like we all go see this movie and, and, and probably bad idea on her part. Cause if you would have thought about like what kind of movie they are that they're seeing and like their mood that they're going to be in when they get out of this movie, we literally walk out of the theater, not outside, just out of the actual theater itself into the, like the little lobby area. And she's sitting there with a pen and a notepad. Oh, yes. Oh, Colleen. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, I get it. Like, but did you not think I wasn't going to curse you out? (laughs) So, yeah, no, that, that. But I do, before you get into the next question, this leads me into something else that I want to talk about now that we dropped names. Sorry, you dropped the name, not me. So everyone remembers the banquet, the um, Vive or Vi, whatever it was called, banquet, where everyone got really, really dressed up. Um, A lot of us were there. God, 50 or more people. And I love that time, too, because that was close to my time of leaving Valley Forge. And it was kind of like my last hoorah with you guys. And we were all dressed to the nine. We all talk about, like, dress-up days for 24 Down at campus. This I mean, girls were in gowns, boys were in suits, like we came dressed to the T. And I know there's pictures circulating. And I know one of the rules at Valley Forge were, obviously, no R-rated moves and no dancing. Well, Allie was at um, the Vive dance, too, where everyone was dressed up. And we all started dancing at the end. And believe it or not, and I don't think anyone got in trouble for this. I think this one just kind of got brushed under the carpet. But... I believe that she even went back and said, oh, there was dancing. Like, there was rumors going around that someone ratted on us because we were dancing at the um, banquet. And she was that person, again, to say that. And you were there. Like, really? Yeah, I'm I'm telling you right now. Like, talking about these things that – because I never really got in trouble. and But talking about these things that you guys and we got in trouble for, like, it's like, it's like kid stuff now, like compared yes. to where we're at right now, especially even in Christianity, like me as a pastor, oh, you going to see a radar movie? Well, just watch out what you watch because that, you know, may do something that may not, who knows, but like, you know, right. make our own decisions, like, you know, or 18 years old, we're supposed to be adults. I mean, I think a lot of the, a lot of the strictness maybe has gone down at Valley Forge. I'm not sure, but like, especially in Christianity, like, you know, I mean, there has to be a lot more you know, love than judgment. You know what I mean? Right. Are you re- like, we, if they, in, we were dressed to the T, you know what I mean? And when we were dancing, it wasn't none of the bumping, grinding, dancing, you know what I mean? It was more of us like at a mosh party, jumping up and down, like, you know what I mean? Having a good ass time. So that, that's another reason, like, I couldn't take it anymore. Those rules and being an AG church my whole life. Like I just, I had to leave. I couldn't take that kind of stuff anymore because it was either I was going to bust everyone out or they were going to kick me out because I had had it <laughs> at that point. Yeah. So, okay, go move on. I had to add that little part in. No, that's good. Um, so, so we talked about um, some of the girls that obviously pissed you off, but, but let's take a minute now to talk about some of the girls that were your sisters, your, your 24 down sisters. I know you wanted to talk about the, the powder puff everything like that. I do want to talk about that um oh my gosh okay so powder puff um and the girls um monkey raven monkey's sister carrie um helene um jessica r i forget her last name i cannot remember but she was on the powder puff team too 
all these girls, they know Yugi's sister, um, Audra, um, Brittany, Aaron, I couldn't, you know, go on forever. Um, but most of the time, 24 down was mostly the boys, but then as we got bigger, the girls started, you know, coming in and it doesn't mean that everyone was dating the girls. It's just the group of girls that everyone hung out with. Um, and our, if I remember correctly, we're considered the groupies of 24 down. So most people didn't really take us serious. Um, but even down to the intramurals, like, um, I believe the baseball game that you were talking about, Rick and all that, um, there had to be at least three girls or there's a, there were still girls on the team. Um, and they didn't play all the time cause there's only like three spots open. So I do remember playing like the first two or three games of that baseball in a mural, but there was only like three girls allowed, like I think at the time and we didn't fight. We just turned whatever. I think I played the first, like I said, first two or three games and then all the other girls stepped into, um, for basketball, the girls were not involved in that. Um, the soccer team, the, um, that was off campus with the um, youth group. I, Junior was saying that he had his shirt. I still have my soccer shirt. I think it was navy blue. And again, I didn't play all the games, but there was a certain amount of girls that are allowed on. We did that too, you know, we were beasts too. And then it came down to powder puff football time. And I'm going to Pete's um, episode where when he was talking about their like football experience, their flag, and he said, we might not have been like the most experienced football team, but they practiced for like two weeks prior. They had their plays down, everything. It was the same thing with the girls' um, flag football team. And if I can remember, Ryan Frizzle, you know, I'm saying his last name wrong, Nate um, Banks, um, maybe even Pete, they were like our coaches. And I remember for like a week or two before the Powder Puff, in that field again in front of 24 down we were out there every day practicing running over the plays and now to this day i can't remember them but at that point we did it so much that i could have closed my eyes and remembered the plays like we went out there and we had like 10 different plays and in each play everybody knew where to stand where to go like we remembered our plays and i don't know what the code words were but they would shout a code word and we would know what play it was and we were serious and i think that we did like pete said won it because one we're just that driven and we're 24 down but we literally for two weeks straight practiced those plays and we're just so into it um and so powder powder puff football day came and we're all matching i think each team had to have a certain color we were pink and that kind of goes with you know, girls 24 down pink. Um, and some of you boys, I cannot remember who, but if I can remember correctly, you came as cheerleaders. I don't know if you were fully dressed up in skirts or whatever, but y'all came as cheerleaders. I can't remember correctly. Um, and I can't remember how many games, but it's like my son's game. There was a couple of games. There was like four games. Maybe we won the first game. We won the second game. It came to the third game and Colleen had a moment like she always does but I'm going to like say why I had a moment. And this is, these are the reasons why I would flip out and my Jersey girl side would come out is because we're playing a team and they had tied their flags. So at first, like we're just, we can't get their flags, you know, whatever. So we figure it out and the girls are nicely discussing it. Well, you have Colleen on the team, you know, I'm going to, so like, I forget who the rep was. I can still picture him 
in my head and I went off and I'm like, they're tying their effing flags. Aren't you going to do something? Da, 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 and whatever. And the girls, some of the girls on their team were kind of mad at me for that afterwards because I flipped out. And I think at the end, we all had a meeting at Wells. I'm in front of Wells. And one of the people had a, um, a congratulation speech. None of the boys were there. And she was like, well, some of the people acted right. And I was just like, come on. Are you serious? But we went through that game. And then it came to the championship game. And we just spanked it all the way through. And um, the other day, I went back and I watched that video. And it just brought back so many memories and, that, and it was at the end of that video all you boys rushed out the 24 down flag was in the video we did the chant like it was and I feel like at that point like not that you boys didn't have respect for us but it put us in a whole nother level because you guys already spanked all the intramurals and then when it came down to the girls we spanked it too and you guys were like yeah that's our girls that's 24 down we didn't you know we came to play um and I feel like also um, all the other people that weren't part of 24 Down, like girl-wise, um, we kind of gained respect from them, too. We weren't just the groupies. We gained a little bit of respect because later on that night at dinner, a lot of the other girls who kind of maybe had, like, smudged us or whatever, thinking, like, we were too good, and that wasn't. That wasn't us. You knew you could come. But they came up to us and, like, congratulations. You, you, you guys did really good. I felt like there was, like, a respect there, you know? So it was good. So it wasn't just the boys who spanked. So did the girls. We came to play and we won the championship. <laughs> I actually went back and watched that video not long ago too, because I was watching the wrestling videos and different ones. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I was the one, I think it was Francis and I were in the background holding the signs and yes. I, had, I had one of the 24 saw, signs. Yep. All of it. Yeah. It was, it was so good to watch. It really was. It's been a long time. I forgot about it. I was going to say, I don't remember being a cheerleader. The only time I remember being a cheerleader, and now this might have been after, actually it might have been after all three of you, there was a time that Valley Forge played Penn State Abington. I remember Murph was on the team. And for whatever reason, because it was Penn State, quote unquote, they brought their cheerleading team. This is a basketball game in the gym. And they brought the cheerleading team. And so I had the great idea, like, well, they got a cheerleading team. We should have one too. And we started like this like pyramid and like did all this kind of stuff or whatever. And like after the game, the, the coach of uh, that team came up to me. She's like, I have never in my life seen anything so disrespectful and <laughs> like it was bad. So I don't remember being a cheerleader, but I think I was just filming. So, I, you know, who knows? But, but there, was, there was boys and I, that's why I said, please don't quote me. But there was a couple boys that did come up. I don't know if there was pom-poms involved or skirts or something, but there some boys came as cheerleaders i i can't remember exactly how see, or what i could see andrew in a skirt for sure i honestly i, I, I want to say andrew was one of them i'm not gonna lie but i don't want to like speak out of you know not facts but andrew i'm pretty sure you were one of them i don't know i i, I claim i played the fifth <laughs> <laughs> so you guys ended up like you were dominant in, in, in that powder puff tournament and oh yeah and all the games and, and, and on the opposite end, like, that reminds me of a football team that is absolutely not dominant. I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills. Now, you wanted to talk about – sorry, Tom. You wanted to talk about your Buffalo trip, so I'll let you get into that. Oh, okay. I see how you just you just spun that. Okay, at first you was like Buffalo Bills, and I'm like, what the heck? I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> so, okay, so the Buffalo trip. 
Um, let me go back to my notes really, really quick. So, Buffalo trip. And this is where Andrew can probably, like, comment more because he was there. Um, so, I believe it was for a week, maybe four days. Um, and the reason why we went is because Tom, everyone knows that Rizzo rapped and beatboxed and all that. He had a show. So I think this is why we all went down. Um, and it was Andrew, me, Aaron, and she was dating Ryan Frizzle at that time. And Tom. And I think, Andrew, correct me, was there one more person? My memory's bad. I'd have to look at the picture on Facebook, really. But do you remember we all went? Oh, yeah, I remember. I. Uh, um, so this is going to be good that, that we're on here together. <laughs> We have a great um, memory together of us in Buffalo. Uh, yeah. So, um, and I think this is why I feel like there was more people is because we were at Tom's house and his little brother was there and he rapped with like three other people that we met. So there were times where we were at his house and he had a household of his three friends from Buffalo and me, you, Aaron, Ryan, and himself. Um, and... <clears throat> So at Tom's show, and I'm sorry, I'm apologizing to you, Andrew, because I got mad at you, and I think I said stop being my dad at that point. So at this point, I was 21, so I was allowed to drink, okay? And so it was pretty cool. They were really good, um, and there was a few other acts after um, Tom's show, too, so we stayed for a little bit. But I went and had a few drinks and whatever, and I was loud, whatever. And then they. I forget exactly what happened, but the next act after called people on stage and I, you know me, I'm like, woohoo, I'll go. So I go on stage and you had a dance. So I'm dancing, had a few drinks, you know, and the boys were like, mm -mm, this is why I love you 24 down boys. You can break rules or whatever, but you're still like God faithful. You're like, Oh, nope, Colleen, that is not, nope, nope. That's not the intention. You look, nope, off stage, get off stage. Doesn't look good. <laughs> So I kind of got mad and I'm like, stop being my dad. I wasn't doing anything wrong but dancing, but I can now look back and see probably the way I was dancing probably didn't look good. But like I was yelling at um, Andrew and I'm like, stop being my dad, blah, blah, It was a whole weekend. So I do apologize for that. I didn't really, there's a few moments like that with me and you and I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, can I, can I, can I say my part here? Yeah. Because this is a great <laughs> memory. I am not a person that likes to fight i'm not a person that wants to like you know I, i'm not confrontational i'm not like that at all but with colleen that night was legitimately frizzle was holding me back and aaron was he holding wanted her to back, punch me in the face and i wanted to seriously punch colleen and they seriously <laughs> broke us up not a joke because i because she was up on stage dancing and I'm in the back and Tom, and Tom and everybody's like, all right, we should go. And that guy was like, I remember he was really like this dirty, old, perverted yeah, guy. Yeah, he like was, rapped yeah. and sang about like, but anyway, Colleen's up there. And so they're like, hey, we, we, we need to get going. So they're like, Andrew, go tell Colleen. So I was seriously out of nowhere. They were just like, go get Colleen. So I'm like, okay. So I go, I'm like, Colleen, we got to go. Like, we got to go. That's all it was. Well, she's like, she comes down. You don't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. <laughs> How dare you? She's flipping at me and she flipped my switch and I went off. And like I said, we were out in front of that club and Frizzle was holding me back because I was like, yeah. I'm going to punch this girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, was, I, I, so I, I do apologize oh, for that. We did have good weekends. Like I think in your podcast, like 
you said it was one of your first times for drinking whatever and like we had a couple days there and me and um Aaron both yelled at you were playing guitar here and we were like Andrew lay down (laughs) you know I think you said that in your podcast too so we had a good weekend oh hey there's no hard feelings it was great no I know but still I'm sorry but we also went up to um Canada to the Niagara Falls do you remember that so this is part of the question that I'm glad this question got asked because there's a part of that where I can't remember, but we went up to Canada to see Niagara Falls and we walked by a hotel and there was a pool there and someone dared someone to jump in the hotel, like hop the fence and jump in the hotel pool. Now I know that I did it, but I cannot remember if I was the only one who did it. So I did, I hopped the fence and I jumped in. It was like, dog, I double dog dare you hopped in the pool and then we hopped the fence and hopped back out. We were soaking wet for the rest of the entire trip of Canada. But was it just me or did somebody else jump in the hotel pool with me? I don't think anyone else jumped in there with you. I think, uh, I think you're the only one because I'm not a big rule breaker. So I didn't want to break the rules, but Colleen was like, don't care. <laughs> no, because someone was like, I dare somebody. I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> and I did. And I jumped in, but I can't remember. I don't know. I feel like someone else jumped in the pool with me, but it could have just been me by myself. That's not far-fetched. <laughs> it's definitely not far-fetched at all. I also, no, not at all. I also like how I completely just like uh, try to edit myself here. Took it like took a dump on uh, the Buffalo Saber or Buffalo Bills football team as like a slam on Tom, and nobody wanted to bring up how bad the Lions are. So whatever. Um, <laughs> speaking of Tom, Who? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking of Tom, I know I know you wanted to talk about the first time meeting Tom and Andrew as well. And I don't know if this uh, connects or not, but you also wanted to talk about your first three weeks at Valley Forge. It actually does. Pat, you're so good at this. It actually does connect. So I'm going to start. Again, you know, everyone says this. I don't want to go too long. Um, So this also connects to Amy Miller. Um, So my first um, semester there, I was there in 2004. Um, I believe Buddha and a couple other people were there too. And me, I believe me and Buddha like kind of knew each other, but it wasn't like 24 down. Um, and I roomed in Damiani. So at that point, Damiani and Basel were girls dorm. I know towards the end, it turned into guys dorms. Um, and there was curfew. Um, doors did lock. You had to swipe your card to get in. And at that point I smoked cigarettes too, then just like I am now. So like I would sneak off campus too and smoke cigarettes, but, and Helene, Helene lived in Basel and they were connected. So um, we would be like, smoking, but I'd be like, all right, Helene, I'm sneaking out or like, whatever, we're going to be by the door or whatever. And then I, if I can remember correctly, and I, it might've been her, it might've been somebody else. We had like, like one of them Wawa crates. We would also sneak in windows. Um, like they would hold the window open. We would sneak through the window and step on this crate. Um, so my first year was in Damiani and it was three weeks in, and Valley Forge did not know what they were getting themselves into when it came to letting me in. So, neither I'm did, sitting in, go ahead. Neither, 24 Down didn't know what they were getting themselves into either. Go ahead. I know, but you guys are stuck with me now. So, it was probably like three weeks in, and remember start groups? I know everyone keeps saying, so... Um, the first week you're there, you have star groups, so you meet people. So there was this guy named John Gill, and John Gill was brought up in, I think, maybe Matthias's. I think you said you didn't know him. He wasn't there the whole time. He might have left when you came, Hat. 
Um, and you know, when you first go to college and the Christian college, your mindset is I'm waiting till I'm married. I'm going to find my wife there. Well, some of these boys took that very seriously. I mean, like I, I'm going to find my wife there, like completely serious. So he was in my star group and he was just infatuated. And later on we become friends. But at first I was tired of this guy and he was very like me, very, um, upfront about it. He was like, I'm going to marry you one day and whatever. And if you know me, like, I don't need no man, you know, whatever. Like it kind of got on my nerves. I'm like, I'm not being your wife. I'm not, you know, whatever. So I'm sitting in the lounge of 24 down like three weeks in, and it's lit eight, nine o'clock at night. And if I can remember correctly, there was a guy named Tamar Stone and I was chill with him in my first year too. And he comes and he's like, he even knew three weeks in, he's like, don't get mad. He's like, and I didn't want to tell you this. Don't freak out. He's like, but as your friend, I feel like I need to tell you this. And John Gill was on the basketball team. And he goes, <clears throat> John Gill is going around telling everyone that you're his girlfriend and you guys kissed. And he went around and told the whole basketball team that you were his girlfriend. And, you know, I can't remember exactly, but like we've kissed or something like that. And that like right there will set me off. Like, in a heartbeat, like I can be friends with you, but don't spread lies. So he's like, don't freak out. Well, I freak out and I march my little butt to Bongiorno Hall late at night. And he's in Bongiorno Hall and I forget who his roommate was, but I call his roommate and I'm like, get your roommate outside right now. So John Gill comes outside with his little tough guy walk and I start cussing him out. I mean, so loud that the entire campus, like later on, people later on down the road, when I would tell this story, they'd be like, oh my God, that was you. I was behind Bonjour in a hole. And I was like, who's this crazy girl? Like cursing John Dale out. But the worst part is Damiani, um, Kristen Mathesis or whatever, or Matthias, she was my um, RD leader from um, Damiani. And I loved her. Like she, like she was my Mark Telesh to you guys. I was in her office, but when I went to her office, it was kind of like a counselor session. She would sit me down and be like, what'd you do now? You know what I mean? She wasn't first to like throw fines at me, but she was only my RD when I lived in Damiani. Um, so I'm cussing John Gill out and this girl comes out in a robe and you know how girls, when they get out of the shower, they put, they flip their hair and they put the turban on their head with the towel. I don't know how to explain that, but she comes out with the turban on her towel, um, her head, the towel on her head and her robe. And she comes up to us and I'm in the middle of flipping out on John Gill. And I turned to her and I said, excuse me, this is none of your effing business. Little did, then you hear her say, do you know who I am? Little do I know, because she's not my RD. She goes, it was Amy freaking Miller, the RD. And I'm like, this is none of your effing business. And she was like, so butthurt. She was just like, do you know who I am? Break this up right now, blah, 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 blah. And that is how the start of me and Amy Miller's relationship started, which I did not help that process. But I feel like me and Amy were way two different people. We were never going to get along. And that proves through the years of um, even being with you guys, how many fines she gave me. We just didn't get along. But I didn't help the situation. So I think it was like a couple days later, I got brought into Kristen uh, Mathias's office. And she's like, what happened? You know, and I explained everything to her. And John Gill actually... I want to say he got put on like kind of like a probation. He wasn't allowed around me because I flipped out so bad. 
Um, but later on down the road, we become friends and we were able to laugh about it. And wherever he is, I'm sure he still tells that story of how I cussed him out. But that is the start of me and um, Amy Miller. Um, so that is 2004. So I think when I met 24 Down was spring semester of 2005, getting into the, the start of this question. I told you, like you said, it was going to kind of combine um into each other and it was me and jessica walking down the hall <laughs> that was not um <laughs> that's funny we were um do you know the hallway to leading to the cafeteria well tom and andrew were walking out me and jessica were walking down and they compliment us okay and this is like my first inner reaction i know i've seen them but they compliment us in their 24 down respectful way you guys are beautiful no no whatever you know, blah, 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 blah. So that kind of started it. Um, so I now knew who they were. And um, again, I believe this is room 117 where that window was and there was a sidewalk. So because that happened, I kind of now knew who they were. Um, there would be times where I would walk by the window and Andrew and Francis and all of them would pop their head out. And in Andrew's little voice, you guys know how he does it. Hey, you guys, or whatever, I can't do it. He'd be like, what are you doing walking by my window? So Andrew, can you do it? Hey, hey, you guys, or just, he does his little hand thing. Uh, I don't have a little voice. No, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Just say something like, hey, where are you going? Or are you guys walking by my window? And your little <laughs> voice that you do. It's, I, I don't really know what you're saying. I'd be like, yo, get over here. I don't know. Yeah, I have no that idea. voice, something like that. And the same voice that you and Matt, Matt Baldwin do, um, Joe it's and the, Lucifer, is yes. it? That it's voice. The, it's the Joe and Lucifer voice. Oh, yes, that voice. That voice. Oh, that's completely yes. different. I'd be like, hi, ladies. What are you doing over there? Yes. Okay. So we would, I would walk under or by the window and they would just come out shouting, hey, you guys, where are you going? Or like, whatever. Um, and that is, um, I believe 2005 spring end of spring semester and this is how I really got into 24 down but technically Tom and Andrew if they didn't come up to me that one day and give me a compliment I don't know if that would have started any of it. you know what I mean I don't know if I would even just be in this podcast so um in one of the podcasts I think it was Francis's I asked him why we stayed the the two weeks extra so after walking by like the windows and um getting to know you guys better. Um, I believe I was in Wells at this point. Now I had to stay maybe like a day or two after because I came with everything I owned. So I had to have someone come with a truck in my car. So I had to wait till the weekend to go home. Little did I know that you, I believe it was Andrew, Tom and the English twins. And there may have been a few other people, but this is when I really got to know them. Um, they were staying because I believe we talked about it. Tom couldn't leave yet because he had to wait something to go back home with, to Buffalo. I come out one day and they're all skateboarding and I kind of know them at this point. And we get to talking and I'm like, oh, I'm staying too. Now I wind up staying a little bit longer than I was going to because I mean, Andrew, if you remember, like this gets brought into like the car portion of 24 down like it could have been anything like we were going to like Wawa or whatever and if you were ever in one of 24 downs cars you ever remember the um car commercials that where they're trying to sell you on the car and like you open the door and like the whole football team comes out of the car if you can picture that we would roll up to Wendy's 
um, three cars deep and you would open the door and like 10 to 15 people would pile pile out of that car. We were sitting on each other's laps in the back seat, even just going to like Wendy's or whatever. Um, and it was kind of like that whole situation of just, there was no classes. We were just staying there. So we just bullshitted like the week or two that we were there. And I got so close to you guys that like, I remember meeting um, Tom's parents um, the day that we were all leaving and it was summertime. And I, I know that we all got each other's numbers and it was like the longest summer ever. It was my first taste of you guys before it really like blew up and I didn't even want to leave um, that week because I got so close to you guys that week. And um, I believe now we're going to 2006 um, spring semester. And I think Hat comes in 2006 with the Brazilian twins, correct? Um, what year did you come, I, Hat? I believe it was 20, 2006, I believe. Yeah, so well, I, came I, don't May, know. I came May of 2006. Then no. Well, no. The, the, well, my time, no, maybe my it wasn't. Timeline might be off, and I'm sorry. But after that summer, that is when I believe Pat came, the Bazillion twins came. And I remember even just coming back to um, Valley Forge. And it just grew and it grew. And I came back to like uh, Rizzo and I knew Rizzo, Tom, Tom, or Tom is Rizzo, um, Andrew and the, <laughs> Andrew and the twins more, but then it grew into just everything that everybody already knows and years later. Um, but that's kind of how <clears throat> 24 down happened for me is Andrew and Tom stopped me in the hallway and gave me a compliment. And it just grew from there into the craziness of, what 24 down is now <clears throat> well i think i think that's a, a awesome like backstory of learning how you you got into the 24 down family and, and why it means so much so yeah you know i know we're uh we're wrapping up here we're getting to the end um there was one other story you wanted to talk about um so feel free to touch on this really quickly. You wanted to talk about your 22nd birthday. And I think you probably wanted to talk yes. about it because of how much yes. it meant to you. There's actually two stories that I kind of want to get into, but we'll do the 22nd birthday first. So it was my 22nd birthday and my mom sent me a birthday, birthday in a box. And you guys might remember this. And there was pin the tail on the donkey. It was, and this goes to how 24 down was. We, yeah, we broke some rules, whatever. But like, even down to, there was like 20 people deep and we, stuck the pin the tail on the donkey on the doors in the middle of 24 down and we're all playing um pin the tail on the donkey being silly whatever um and I think someone like spun me around and put me all the way to like Bonjourno Hall and I had to walk back blindfolded to 24 down to even put my tail on the donkey but just like that it was something crazy my 22nd birthday at that age you think we're out doing all kinds of crazy stuff but no, no we're 20 probably like 19 20 21 years old all playing pin the tail on the donkey and um, there is another game, if you guys can remember where, and I have pictures of it on my Facebook, so I might not be able to explain it correctly. And when you hear it, it might sound dirty, but it wasn't. Someone would stand up and someone would have to put their head in between the legs of somebody else and it was kind of like a centipede. And then you would run and like jump on somebody's back. Was, wasn't, that, wasn't that a game that I, I believe, if I remember correctly, that was something that Samsung it might have been and i'm pretty sure it was a game that he showed us yeah and then you had to do like some rock paper scissors or something the person yes, in the front I forgot about and, that part. yeah yes. this will be a good thing when we do your follow-up video for this 
we'll make sure that we have a bunch of pictures and stuff and we'll, we'll show yeah, all I that. have some of them actually. And I looked on it today on my Facebook just to make sure I was describing the game correctly. And actually hat, you're the person standing up on against the telephone pole and then someone's heads between your legs and then someone's heads between their legs. And there's like four people deep and you just see people running, jumping on their backs, sitting. So like to describe this game, it kind of sounds like weird or whatever, but we had a good ass time even doing that. Um, just things like my 21st, I mean, my 22nd birthday, playing freaking pin the tail on the donkey at a Christian college. And we had a good ass time. There's plenty of pictures of that too. That's kind of all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll, awesome. we'll definitely make sure that um, we'll get into like, you know, some of the relationship stuff, you know what I mean? The second time we have you on. No, I'm just playing. Shut <laughs> up, Buddha. <laughs> I knew that was going to get brought up. Not Shut up. Anything else? And now, and now Buddha is booted. Hey, don't Buddha. you have to go, Buddha? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this, is, this, has been, this has been awesome. Like, this has been a really, really uh, a good episode. Colleen, like, I know, I know how much 24 Down means to you. This is going to be my, yeah. my, my send-off. And then I'll let Buddha give a send-off. I'll let, let Andrew give a send-off. And then I will let you close it out. This is going to be my send-off to you. I know how much 24 Down means to you. But, like, don't ever forget how much you mean to 24 Down. You were always there for us. You always had our back in anything and everything we did. And in, in a way, you were the 24 Down mom. Like, I know, I know maybe, like. I know. Your, I maybe your mom and, like, the English Twins moms were, like, the real 24 Down moms. But they couldn't live on campus with us. So, on campus, right. like, you were the 24 Down mom. Like, you. You you had our back. You took care of us, and so as much as you love twenty four down, twenty four down loves you. So I will pass this over to the other guys, and then when they're done, you you can say your final words as well. Well, yeah, I have to say you're um, so far on this podcast. You're the most attractive uh, person that we've had on so far. So hey, I'm gonna slap you too, Buddha. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I you know what I do regret. I do regret not getting to know you and the other 24 down girls uh, like everyone else did. And it was mostly because I had a girlfriend already. I wanted to marry her. So I was just trying to put up a wall between me and any other girls and whatnot. But um, I have to say, like I said before, you were strong then you're even stronger now. And um, it was so awesome just hearing, you know, how, where your life is going, but also, you know, reminiscing on the memories in the past and, I, I, I didn't even remember that I just knocked you out, but, um, you did, <laughs> but yeah, this has been a, a really awesome time just, uh, connecting again. Yeah. I thought it was very fitting. I got to uh, co-host with you for the first time on this, this podcast. Um, but it's been awesome to catch up and, um, you know, just know again for all the, all the times that we uh, we argued and all the the, the fun <laughs> things that we experienced, um, you know, you always hold a special place in all of our hearts. You know, you're like I said, you're. Um, they both said you're you're the original twenty four down girl. You know, um, and and we always appreciated that. We always knew that every game we played, everything we did, like you were you were there cheering for us, and um, you know, so you you always were a special person. You still are. So yeah, it's been it's been fun. Colleen, you want to, you want to close out? And actually, before I let you close out, um, let me give these, let me give these real quick okay. plugs and then I'm going to let you close out. So 
first thing I want to say that's not necessarily a, a normal plug is Colleen has come on the 24 Down podcast now. So the rest of the girls, I'm talking Carrie, I'm talking Aaron, I'm talking Raven, I'm talking Christy, I'm talking Katie, talking all Al. of you guys. We need you on the podcast. So what did you say, Buddha? I don't know. I don't know why I want to even hear it. Talking Allie. I'm calling you out, Allie. <laughs> so girls, we want you on because you are just as much a part of this family as anybody else. Um, with that, uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, tweet us for whatever reason. Twitter uh, handle is going to be at 24downpodcast. You can email us, 24downpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our store frontier page where you can get these beautiful, beautiful t-shirts as well as some other designs. It's storefrontier.com slash 24down. Look us up on our Facebook pages. Uh, we've got the 24 Down podcast Facebook page as well as just the 24 Down group. If you can't find them, let one of us know. We'll get you in. Uh, and then YouTube, like I said, we, we just started our YouTube channel. There's going to be more uh, content coming on YouTube, other videos from back when we were in college. Andrew and Francis are going to come up with a spinoff show as well. Uh, so there's going to be just a ton of content. So you can follow us on YouTube if you'd like. And uh, I, I believe that's all. I'm probably forgetting stuff. Oh, the poll. Don't forget to vote. Facebook poll to name the new show for Andrew and Francis. Colleen, I'm going to give you the final word. So take it away. Okay, so there's so much more that I want to talk about, and we could go for hours. So I know you say that everyone will be back on, so I'm just going to save that for next time. Um, <clears throat> as I leave, um, y'all know I love you so freaking much. Oh, my gosh. And the fact that I know, Pat, you don't like to take credit for this, but, like, this couldn't even in my life happen at the most perfect time. Like, I enjoy listening to everyone's podcast and – it starts back memories for me too. And like everyone says, like they wish they could comment. Cause I'm like, no, that didn't happen. Then this is actually what happened. Um, but I do, I love all of you with all my heart. And um, it was God sent. I mean, that we were all meant to be at, at Valley Forge. And I mean, with all the people in the world, it could have been anybody. Um, and it was one of the most memorable and best times of my entire life. And I'll never forget it. And I'm so happy that you're doing this. But um, I'm going to do things a little bit different for my closing out. Um, and because it's only right, Pastor Buddha, um, would you pray us out, Buddha? Um, and yes, I would like prayer for my situation that we described in the beginning. But I don't want it all to be just about me. I want to pray for this podcast. I want pray for everybody in 24 down and just just everything i don't want it all focusing on me but i do and anyone listening please pray for my situation with las vegas and all that um but buddha would you close us out in prayer absolutely i would love to dear god we thank you so much lord god for this time that we have together um lord god thank you so much firstly for uh, Colleen, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, just for her situation that she shared today and just the years that she's been through, Lord God, that it's been really hard for her, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that you'll show her that she's stronger than when she started, Lord God. And I pray, Father God, that she'll start 
living in that strength, Lord God. And I pray, Father, that she'll have that, that faith um, that you want her to have, Lord God, and trusting you as, as her father and going to take care of everything. Lord God, I pray for her son, Lord God, and, and this whole situation that they're in with Las Vegas and everything. I pray, Father, that you just hold them in your hands, Lord God, I pray. Lord God, I also pray, Father God, for, uh, for Andrew and, and for Josh. And I thank you so much that this is a thing. This, this podcast is an actual thing, and it's really bringing us together even more. It's connecting us together even more. And when we do get to meet all together, I think it's going to be the greatest thing. I pray for 24 down from, from the years that even I started and Colleen started there all the way till you know, Josh's time and beyond. I pray that you'll be with our 24 down brothers and sisters. And Lord God, we pray that we'll have a great night tonight and we'll keep on doing this podcast and it will glorify you as it brings us together. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I love you all. Love you guys.